The Paul Kuharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Southern original since 2003. It's going well. I might have sipped a Yazoo Hefeweizen at Party Foul in Murfreesboro on Thursday, right as the tournament started. But then later, I might have had to have, uh, go listen to some Titans press conferences. So I didn't have as, as many or as much as I would have liked. How was it? Did you enjoy it? Of course. Very uh, refreshing. I'm a big fan. It looked like you guys had a good crowd at Party Foul today. It was a very good crowd. Uh, I was sad to have to leave, but business calls, and uh, people wanted me to meet Malcolm Butler and Dion Lewis. So much business to get to today. We have a packed episode, and we are going to talk a lot about those two guys you just mentioned, the first two outside free agent signings, Malcolm Butler and Dion Lewis, and we'll talk about how Lewis will impact Derrick Henry. And also how the two guys the Titans have brought back and the, the one that they let go. Um, we'll also talk about the status of the guys who, PK, you feel like the free agent plan for the team happened before things kicked off. Um, we'll get into the potential interest of, and bear with me, Ndamukinsu. Did I, I say that right? Yeah, Sue. That's hard to say. Yeah. Off the top of my head. Um, and we'll also talk about something where you're, if I do say so myself, being pretty dramatic, but you fear you might be inter- entering in your last days. So I can't wait to hear <laughs> what that entails. Um, but part one is for everyone you're listening through iTunes or on the website. And then we will pause and we'll take part two where we stash the best stuff of the show, but that will be for members only. So if you're not a member right now listening, go ahead and go to paulkoharski.com and sign up. And without further ado, PK, you ready to get started? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So Malcolm Butler was a Super Bowl hero four years ago, and he was kind of the Super Bowl goat in February. What are the Titans getting with him? Well, um, they're getting a kind of self-made man. Came into the league as an undrafted rookie. Uh, you don't get any benefit of the doubt when that's the case. Um, and, you know, there he was getting getting a shot in the Super Bowl at the end of his rookie year, intercepting Russell Wilson, making a play that they've gone over at practice that he hadn't made. Um, and it's an indelible uh, play in NFL history. And it, it really catapulted him to a certain level of, of fame. Um, you know, he got that a certain level of fame out of not playing in Super Bowl 52 a couple weeks ago or a month, a month plus ago because Bill Belichick decided not to play him. And he really hadn't had a conversation with Belichick since then. Uh, he was sick two weeks before the game and, and wound up at the hospital, missed a little practice. And apparently uh, there was a falling out to some degree where, where Belichick and, and the Patriots didn't think uh, playing him was the best option in the Super Bowl which is ridiculous because um, we saw Nick Foles have a, a great passing day and uh, one of their two best cornerbacks for the Patriots was on the bench during that. Now, 
Butler is, uh, you know, when he and Logan Ryan were playing together in New England, Butler tended to cover the faster guy and Ryan tended to cover the bigger guy. And now uh, the two of them will be playing with Adoree Jackson, who's also good at covering the faster guy. But uh, you would think it's a versatile three-pack. Uh, teams are, are with three cornerbacks in nickel a high percentage of the time. So all three of them will be on the field. The depth behind them and LaShawn Sims and Ty Smith seems to be you know better than the depth has been. And um, I, I think he's a good addition. The one thing I don't um, – I don't love is um, that he is a he's not got special traits, right? And if you're paying thirty million dollars guaranteed to somebody uh, and sixty-one million dollars overall, if he plays out his five-year contract, he he uh, he's a good player. Uh, he's a winning player. Uh, he's got the kind of fight and smarts that they they like. Toughness. But he doesn't have one special trait. And, um, you know, I, I would like a team that's spending that kind of money to also be getting one special trait. That said, there aren't a lot of guys in this free agent market when the Titans have both need and money where there are a lot of guys with special traits or a special trait. And so, um, you know, I, I would have loved for them to have gotten a pass rusher instead of a cornerback at the top of the list. There is no pass rusher out there, really. So um, given all those considerations, I, I like the move. I think he'll be a good player here. Um, they're going to need to rush the passer better to help Butler and Ryan and Jackson. Uh, he came across very well on Thursday when we met him for the first time. Uh, more of a player than a talker, he said, and uh, I think fans will be perfectly happy with that. Well, we know that the Patriots have developed these players' special traits because the other big signing also comes from the Patriots running back Deion Lewis. He was out of football. Uh, 2013, I think he's recovering from one of his injuries. 2014, just out of football. Um, so to resurface and, uh, and be as effective as he was, he, he had the most rushing yards in the NFL over the last eight games um, the last year. Uh, and he's a good, explosive player. Um, you worry a little bit about the injuries. You worry a little bit about the size. Uh, I tweeted out a picture today. It wasn't, it wasn't completely accurate, but he was next to Kim Smith from the Titans uh, PR staff. Who Love estimated, her. Yeah, she estimated she was about six feet tall in the heels she was wearing. Now, she was closer to me, <laughs> and he was further away, and I was, you know, wasn't at a straight-on angle. I've been getting criticized on Twitter as if I sent this out as a scientific measurement, which I did not. Nevertheless, <laughs> given all of those factors, she was dwarfing him. Um, so he's not the biggest guy, but he's, he's uh, you know, at 5'8 or 5'9, awfully physical, very good pass catcher, um, and uh, the dynamic sort of uh, guy who's going to have his hands on the ball that they need, uh, provided that he stays healthy. So, uh It'd be very interesting to see how that all works. And it'll be very interesting to see how it all works with Derrick Henry. Uh, you know, there were a lot of, there have been analysts now, several, including Greg Cosell on the Midday 180, who said they see Lewis as the primary ball carrier in this offense. Now, Matt LaFleur, the offenses he's been connected to, have never had a guy like Henry. So, you know, Brable has talked about it being about players and not scheme, and you would hope that they say, well, Derrick Henry's like like nobody I've ever had. Let's see what we could do with him. 
but there's probably also a bigger comfort level with with uh, Dion Lewis, who's a lot more like, say, Devontae Freeman, who Lafleur is with in Atlanta. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that all boils out. Certainly, the starting job, you know, it, it doesn't really matter who plays on first down. It matters who's getting more snaps. It's conceivable that Lewis would get more snaps. I'm sure it would piss off Derrick Henry, but prepare yourself. It's not going to be handed to him that he's the starter. And again, for everybody citing how good he was in Kansas City in the playoffs, take a look at what he did running the ball against Jacksonville the week before and what he did running the ball against the Patriots a week later. Um, you know, he's no sure thing, Derrick Henry, week to week. Hopefully in combination, based on matchups, the Titans will be better equipped to run the ball better with a Henry-Lewis combination, however that looks, and with an offensive line that obviously has to play better than, uh, than it did last year. But it would seem that these two guys definitely have more in common than just, than just being former <coughs> Patriots, right? They're these kind of underdog, self-made men, you know? So, and the Titans love those guys. Vrabel, you know, was a draft pick, but he didn't play a lot in, in uh, Pittsburgh before he got to, to New England and really turned himself into a, a, you know, a player that helped win Super Bowls. And Robinson, you know, from Union City, Tennessee, started out at Nickel State uh, recruiting, which is no glamorous job. They both really worked their way up. Uh, and I think they really see big benefits in, uh, in working your way up and what you have to go through in order to get there. And the Titans have loaded up on those guys and Butler and Lewis are two more of them. And, uh, that's a nice trait to have running through your locker room, though, you know, I don't think they're averse to, to great players who have been great from day one or have been equipped to be great from day one, uh, you know, and they're perfectly happy when Marcus Mariota, the second pick in the draft, is playing well, or when Taylor Lewan, uh, a first-round pick, is playing well and going to a couple Pro Bowls, or when Jack Conklin, you know, has a rookie year as the eighth overall pick and is an all-pro. Uh, but they certainly like a mix of that, and they're not afraid of uh, underdog types, and these two certainly qualify. Well, and Paul, you did a significant post on March 12th laying out your plan for the Titans in this free agency, and now three days later, how is that blueprint looking for you? Yeah, not so good. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a, hard, it's a hard thing to predict, obviously. I, I presumed that uh, the two top receivers, Sammy Watkins and Allen Robinson, would be gone, and and uh, early, and they were. But I certainly thought Taylor Gabriel, Albert Wilson, Paul Richardson, John Brown would be options for the Titans once the a free agency officially opened. And all four of those guys had deals in place, and and probably making more money uh, than than they're worth. Everybody makes more money than they're worth in free agency, really. But I was surprised those guys were off the board so quickly, and and, and kind of disappointed the Titans don't have a chance to add. Uh, out of that pool, which I thought wasn't bad. Uh, offensive line, they've kept Josh Klein. Uh, you know, three guys that I mentioned, Jack Newhort, Xavier Suafilo, and Kevin Pamphiel are all still out there. Um, Justin Pugh, I think, is still out there. I think I saw Sitton has been signed. Obviously, Norwell got a huge contract in the division. The one outside linebacker I thought was worth a look, Trent Murphy went to Buffalo, so he's no longer out there. I did mention Deion Lewis, and I liked him, and Jarek McKinnon. They both got big money deals, one of them here. Um, 
I, I thought they'd let Avery Williamson go, and they did. We'll get back to him later. They, they haven't jumped on a replacement. I didn't think they'd go as big uh, at cornerback. I thought maybe EJ Gaines or Aaron Colvin or Nickel Roby Coleman, uh, and it wasn't those guys. They did go big with, um, with Butler, obviously. And then backup quarterback we'll talk to about again later. Um, but I, the musical chairs there didn't turn out that great uh, for the Titans in terms of the options that were left after the teams uh, hunting for starters went and got their starters. Um, so, I mean, there's still some options there. I think it'll get better. Uh, I think it'll get better no matter who they bring in, but I, I would put that near the top of the list in terms of what they need to do now. And um, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, I keep referring back to my file to, to see who's left and who they might get off of there. Uh, I'm happy that some, some readers, some members told me they've been doing the same thing. So um, hopefully the file will be of use for at least a couple more days. And they did keep two of their own guys and guard Josh Klein and defensive lineman Daquan Jones. Daquan Jones coming back from a torn biceps, I believe. He, uh, he wasn't that good last year until the last three or four games before he got hurt when he was very good. Uh, he really did well. I mean, he got a three-year deal that's worth $21 million with uh, 14 of it guaranteed. So uh, I feel good for him, and they obviously feel good uh, about him. And, um, uh, you know, I hope he can play close to the level he was playing before um, before he got injured because that last three or four games, he was very good. And if he's that player, they're in very good shape with him. Josh Klein, I'm a little bit surprised, got the money he did, uh, middle 20 millions for uh, a guy that, that should be, I think, the worst player on the line, which would mean that Ben Jones has to play better and to me would mean Quentin Spain needs to be replaced at left guard. Quentin Spain got got a tender offer, so he's here unless somebody signs him to a uh, an offer sheet that the Titans don't match. But um, you know they may be going forward with what they had. I think they would still bring in a, a guard who could, uh, at the very least, challenge Spain or would likely replace him in the starting lineup. Be that a draft pick or, or one of those guys I've mentioned in my free agent blueprint, and then they would, uh, you know, hopefully Spain would would be the depth behind uh, those two starting guards. So, so we shall see. Um, and on the other side, uh, in, the, in the members only section, we'll talk about the one guy they did not bring back who uh, has moved on to the newest Jets. Well, while we still have somewhat of a bigger audience that hasn't yet committed to the full paulkuharski.com membership, I heard that you're looking for some TV advice. Yeah, I, I had questions about two Netflix shows. I don't know if you watch either of these. Uh, Jessica Jones looks good to me in the previews I've seen of season two, but there wasn't much buzz in among people I know for season one. I don't know much about the Jessica Jones character. Marvel Comics, I think. Uh, you know, Howard Stern says she doesn't use her superpowers enough in this show. But should I be watching that show? And should I be watching Seven Seconds? I think it's called Seven Seconds, uh, which, which I've heard good things about also on Netflix. Though before the first mention of it, which I heard uh, today, I hadn't heard of at all. I'm amazed how Netflix shows come around. You know, you don't hear anything about them. 
and then all of a sudden uh, everybody's watching it. So it, should I get on the front end of this seven seconds? Is it still the front end? I welcome anybody who's listening to tweet me at Paul Kuherski NFL or get in touch with me any way, shape, or form. Tell me if I should be watching either of these two shows. I still have to finish Ozark. Uh, but outside of that, I'm watching a lot of uh, Shark Tank repeats right now. And uh, The Americans doesn't start until the end of the month. What am I What am I going to now? What are you watching, Madison? Do you, you watch anything that I would like? Well, I'm going to be completely honest. I've never heard of either of those shows. So I'm not even sure what they're about. Who told you about these two shows? Jessica Jones, uh, I've heard talk about. It's a, it's a, I'm pretty sure a Marvel comic thing. I don't know like the... You know, I'm a Superman, Batman, uh, you know, right. Spider-Man, Spider-Man guy. I don't know all these uh, lesser superheroes, if you will. Uh, but to be honest, I've heard about both of them on Howard Stern, which is where I get a lot of my pop culture information. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're all about the pop culture information right yeah, now. And his taste often aligns with mine, though. He wasn't talking about the seven second. He was talking about uh, Jessica Jones and somebody, one of his staff was talking about the seven seconds. So. I need I need some feedback on to whether either of these are worth my while. And I need you to recommend something that you not only like yourself, but that you think I would like because you know how peculiar and uh, I am in terms yeah. of my narrow taste. The majority of the stuff I watch, you're not going to like because they're chick flicks. But have you watched Bloodline? No, I've not watched. But I think I kind of watched the first episode and it didn't grab me. And my thing is, if I'm not grabbed yeah. immediately, then I move on to something else. Well, and I'm like that too, but the thing with Bloodline is you have to watch like a couple episodes, but then you'll get hooked. Like you got to you gotta give it some time. My brothers love that show, and so I started watching it with them. And the first episode, I was like, no, nah, I'm probably not going to watch this again. But then, you know, I'm hooked. So you, give it a shot. I think you would like it. All right. I'll put it on my, in my queue if you do. I actually, I'm embarrassed to admit this and put this on the record, but I'm going to LA in April and I'm all about Los Angeles reality shows. Like I grew up watching Laguna Beach and the Hills, which is kind of embarrassing. So yesterday I was sick and I was at home and I started watching 90210. So oh, that's 90210 is great. <laughs> I grew up what? on you watched it? Oh God, yeah. You grew up. It Beverly just Hills, 90210? Yeah. You're talking about the show with Luke Perry and Jenny Garth and Tori yes. Cole? That's an old show. It's great. But it's old. I don't think it's that old. Yes, it just came on to Netflix or whatever. You're watching it, but it was old. I was watching it. No, I know years. it's old. Like I know it's like 10 years plus. Older yeah. than that, I think. 90. Yeah. I think, the no, the first episode came out in 2008. Yeah, you gotta catch up on that, and then you're gonna no, have to. Watch, then you're gonna have to watch Melrose Place. I know everyone has told me to watch it, and I just haven't. I don't know why, but I started yesterday, and I'm hooked. I watched five episodes yesterday. Da na 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 da na. Wait, I can't believe you watched it. Loved That's it. funny. Loved it. We're putting that on the record. I'm tweeting that. I'm happy to uh, happy to admit that I watched it. Might have had a, a crush on, on one or two of the women on that show back yeah, in the day. Yeah, they're, they're all perfect. I love them. Well, I'm pumped to go to L.A. and be in Beverly Hills and feel like I'm in 90210 because I really you am. Go swim you should go swim at Laguna Beach. It's spectacular. Yeah, no, I'm going to do that. All right. Anyways, yes, we'll leave it on. We're moving along. That's going to be a wrap for part one, finally. 
So if you're a member, you're wise enough to listen through the paulkuharski.com where we will pick up after a short pause. But if you're not a member, you're definitely missing out. We say it every week, so I don't know what you're waiting on because up next we have what PK thinks about Avery Williamson going to the Jets. I was pretty bummed to hear that. I think he's a great guy, but also what he thinks of multiple different people switching around the league, the backup quarterback for um, the Titans, and also this things where he thinks he could be nearing death. I'm not really sure what that has to do with. And also some thoughts on this Katy Perry issue that is going on right now about how she kissed a man on American Idol. Long story, but we will get to it. So, hope you stick around. Paul Kuharski Podcast brought to you by Yahoo. Paul Kuharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkuharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com.